all welcome to bookish bitches it's not your grandmother's book club so grandma if you're listening actually grandma this isn't that bad of a book so you'll be okay uh my name is megan and i'm lauren and today we are going to be discussing lee bardugo's book shadow and bone which is the first in a trilogy and it actually was made into a tv show and i could talk about that forever because i didn't it's how it is you know tv show and movie adaptations are always shit um it's just how it is um so laura what were your initial thoughts with the book so uh i didn't really like the book okay okay um it has a really interesting storyline culturally it's set up really really well in like in a way that's got a lot of potential the characters are where it fell flat for me because the plot makes sense it's logical it's just the people that I had an issue with. I'll tell you, I, this is very rare. I personally think you might like the TV show more than the books. Mm-hmm. Because, you know what? Oh, okay. You know what? I know you don't like Shadow Bone. That's fine. You know what you would like, though? Hmm. Six of Crows. I probably will end up reading that before I watch the show. Because I know you said that they bring Six of Crows into Shadow and Bone. And yeah, I'd like to know what's do. going on. Um. I do think you would like the Six of Crow characters more because it's that found family trope. Um, it's the kids that come from the slums and get up to the riches. There's a big heist they plan. It's a good book. I think it's a good book. Yeah. I liked it a lot more than Shadow of Them. And like... And the only not... reason I say that... Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. The only reason I say that is because when I... And I read this book a while ago, like last year, but I still remember... Mm-hmm. And I just, I felt like it was a typical YA fantasy and it was very fast paced and there wasn't a lot of character development. And I don't know if you felt the same way. It just wasn't hit the right writing technique just wasn't hitting me quite right. But that's that's, how I felt. Yeah, no, I agree with that because it felt like when I closed the end of this one. So like going back to Children, Blood of Bone, that book is longer yeah because it needed to be longer yeah and I think that this book would have done well if it was a longer book because there's a lot of plot crammed in there uh children of blood and bone there's plot character development relationships built in there even if some of the relationships are perfect they're not just he looked at me from across the room and he was kind of hot so I wanted him and it's like well okay well all the other red flags in your head suddenly don't function correctly which we'll get into that in a minute but I agree there wasn't really character development because it was trying to it was supposed to be plot driven but the problem with relying solely on plot is if your characters aren't that good no one cares about the plot yeah I've read many books where I'm just not even escaping pages I'm just skimming and skimming and skimming until I find something good I've read books like that yeah Aiden's flipping I me off I don't want to say said. this was huh Aiden's flipping me off for saying that it doesn't have good character development. But like, oh, and I wanted Lauren, I'm so sorry. I want to say the second and third book get better. I just don't think they do. Um, I like the ending to the third book a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, and I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just saying, if you didn't like this one, it's probably going to be the same thing in the second and third one. You actually might get mad at several points. Oh God. Okay just because the audacity (laughs) i feel like Uh, that's that's what my issue has been this one it's like 
there's so much happening and some of it i'm like was this really does this benefit the people or was it so you could get your plot moving so it's like yeah this is kind of like what um so, so i was go ahead go ahead i'm, I'm not that's why i'm not trying to interrupt you i get so i i say it earlier i didn't haven't read it for a year but one of the things i do remember from the first book that really got me going was jenya or genya yeah i like that what, what about uh, her her trauma her trauma yeah. she was sold to the the royal family uh she doesn't have a kefta she was sexually assaulted by the king for years and she still has this unbridling loyalty to the darkling even though he's the one who gave her to the king yeah and she was also just a prize, basically, because she kept the queen looking young. And I'm wondering how much of that she really knows. Because the Darkling is the one who tells Alina that he gave Genya to the royal family. Yeah. Because I don't know if she really knows that it was him who pulled those strings. Or if he came to her and was like, I can give you some some agency back if you work with me because that's what she's doing she's trying to have her own agency and have power by working see, for him see i can't remember in the book all i remember is i think because from the tv show when genya is, has the red kefta which was just like in the first book um you know when uh alina has the uh stags yeah necklace i'm gonna call it necklace um and you know infusing her um in the tv show you know lena actually confronts jenya because jenya is saying like you should just work with him blah 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 mm -hmm. and she confronts jenya saying you know all that and she's like you know who sold you right and she's like yes and basically is like but he's doing it for the good of everybody i'm like oh, okay yeah that that doesn't happen at least not in the first book because Alina and the Darkling are the one who are, talk who are talking about Genya because Alina asks about her. But yeah. Genya never says, or Genya, however the fuck you say her name, I don't never know. actually says anything about how she ended up there. She just knows that she was given to the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, TV shows and movies are totally different. Yeah. I, I gotta have this fresh. Um, but yeah, that did annoy me a lot, to be honest with you. But I like that it was brought up in a young adult fiction novel. Yes. I liked that. And it's handled, the discussion of it is handled in a way that is good for someone who might not be exposed to something like that before. Yeah. Because it's not super explicit. It's, it's not like so overly drawn out for the sake of just being like, I handle a serious topic. It's like, no, she actually is a character who has trauma and is functioning through that trauma and we see that yeah exactly she actually was probably my favorite character honestly genya yes purely okay. because of the way she's framed where she's kind of she's alina's foil in my opinion because alina she's has alina's what foil so like her opposite character that brings out her her most prominent traits Okay, okay, that's a big so, word for me. Sorry, my English major is coming out. Um, 
so Alina is, she has all this power, but doesn't really have that much fortitude. She's kind of always looking for validation. Genya, on the other hand, is powerless, but in the face of that and in the face of bullying um, and the fact that everyone is talking about her constantly behind her back and she's being looked at like this object is still holding her head up high. That's why I like her so much because Alina is not, she's not necessarily a bad character. She's just not a typical female lead for YA. Genya being a side character, but having that structure is really interesting to me. On a side note, yes, I know exactly who my favorite character is. I just couldn't remember her name. <laughs> um, Bagra. Bagra is my favorite character. Oh no, she she was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I and I say this is a side note because when I looked up, you know, the dark the Darkling's mother's name, mm-hmm. um, in the relationship col- column, it said Alina Starkov, uh, former love interest. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I was like, come again? Someone made a typo. It's fine. It's fine. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> is this the LGBTQ plus book? Because I didn't remember that. That is a surprise to me. I know. That was a side note. Bagra was my favorite character. <laughs> I love Bagra. She has that I'm not taking no shit attitude. I don't care for your excuses. You're going to fucking master this light power and you can fucking do it right. You know who she reminds me of in energy? It's the surreal. Yeah, yeah. Wait, um, in the first book, I can't remember if it happened in the first or second book. Um, did Bagra say anything to Alina regarding her son? She says, uh, basically that the Darkling is the one, the Darkling that Alina knows is the one who created the Shadow Fold okay. and that he intends to expand it not actually get rid of it um and that she as his mother because she loved him so much basically couldn't take him out like she should have i just want to make sure that happened in the first book and i didn't just spoil a shit thing yeah no Um, that that's in the first one because that's when alina goes wait a second you're his mother because bagra um she finally is like seeing her for the first time yeah um bagger is definitely my favorite because she's like you need to get out of here before he finds the stag <laughs> oh yeah she fully knows what the consequences will be she's like you need to get the hell out of dodge and so am i but i can't go with you because if they track us then or they'll track bagra and find you like she has thought the whole thing through yeah i liked it um in the moot in the tv show i definitely liked mal and alina's relationship more Mm-hmm. in the book because the book just felt forced but in the tv show if you can see the looks like mal was in love with her alina was in love with him they never said anything and then when they're finally separated it's like getting back to each other it's really cute actually in the tv show and i feel like it's not necessarily forced in the books it's just super convenient yeah um because it's not like oh mal it's not like enemies to lovers where there's no development then they're suddenly lovers they do have this childhood that they shared and Alina has feelings, but it becomes too convenient that the second that Alina goes away, Mal's like, wait, I was in love with her this whole time, even though she was staring at me from, from open windows and pining after me. And I was after every other girl, like, dude, yeah. wake the fuck up. Come on. Yeah. Someone who looks like Mal, cause he's supposed to be really attractive is not that oblivious. Have you seen what he looks like in the TV show? I have not. That's why I was looking up uh, Genya cause I hadn't seen her. I've only yeah. seen Alina in the Darkling. 
Oh, he's kind of. Mm. He's not that cute. Um, <laughs> I think he's adorable. He's he's adorable. Yes. He's ben not, Barnes was like, the perfect Darkling. Cast. Oh yeah, no, that was spot on. Um, um yeah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, Mal is definitely, the actor for him is definitely adorable, but they were like, oh, he's hot. He's like got this really tight bone structure. The actor is more like, oh, you look like you have the warmest heart and you give the best hugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just not the same energy. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, Mal and his relationship, it could have been better. <laughs> They had so much that could have been like, oh, they're like some of the shared memories are really cute, but there could have been so much more. Yeah. Most of the shared memories are like from the orphanage. Yeah, which is a little sad, but hey, it's kind of the point. Yeah. And basically in the book, I think it was in the book where Alina's powers weren't shown because they got hurt. Uh, running away or something like that um sorry my camera just turned on it it jarred me um (laughs) in the book alina knows that there is something slightly different about her and they take mal into another room and she can hear him i don't know if he's crying or screaming or something but she can hear him and she starts freaking out and as she's freaking out she realizes if I show powers, they'll take me away. So whatever, um, subconsciously, she basically is like, I can't be different because then I lose Mal. And doesn't even realize that she's pushed these powers down. And because she's freaking out, they just end up letting her go because she won't sit still long enough to actually do the test. Yeah. So. I couldn't remember that, but you are right. Because I think that's in the TV show as well. Um, yeah. So what? I think Mal and Alina's relationship was okay. Let's talk about Lena and the Dark Lady. <laughs> okay, so in our notes, it literally says romance in quotes because this was not a romance. No, it wasn't. It was barely even like a Stockholm Syndrome type shit. Yeah. Because he had no personality. Dude. He was like... He looks so sad. You're like, no personality. I... I love a good like villain falls in love with the heroine and like all this love it the darkling was like I am dark I am evil you are light you counteract me like (laughs) sir put some pitch in your tone say something interesting smile I don't give a shit just have a personality what about the library scene oh what what the library scene um the one where they start making out and shit like okay so let, let's backtrack to their first kiss they are having a perfectly normal conversation and i don't know if in the mind of the author there's some other like shared glances or something going on but they're having this normal conversation and then he kisses her and i'm like where's the wistful gaze where's the you know he's creeping forward he was just like yeah and then on friday we're gonna go like bowling and then he kissed her and i'm like what the fuck is happening <laughs> And I had to reread it because I was like, no, she just, she imagined that maybe he would, but no, he did. Uh, I'm confused. Okay. Confusion. And then when he pulls her aside during that party and they're like making out or whatever, I'm just like, girl, look, I get it. He's hot. Bone and, and just move on. Mm-hmm. Because 
with the the level zero personality he has, that's all he's really worth right now. Yeah. And I just, ugh. Pretty much. Yeah, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even put into words how disappointed I was in, in that, like, I wouldn't even call it a storyline because it was part of the plot, but it also was just like, well, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. Yeah, th- this is the only instance, one of the only instances I'll make that the TV show is better than the book because in the TV show, you get that dark romance feeling with the looks he gives her. That's or- also just like Ben Barnes. So. <laughs> yeah, it's Ben Barnes because immaculate. Um, <laughs> but in the TV show, it is a lot better. It almost feels like the book was written and it's like her, her writing style is good like it's well written as far as like stru- sentence structure and like the bare bones of it but yeah. it almost feels like it's still in an outline yeah because I just it feels like how when I outline that book reads how I outline this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this person said this and then this person said this and it's like okay well where's the the meat let's get the meat on the bones yeah. How did you feel about Lena as a female lead? Uh, I get my opinion. <laughs> yeah, you go first because I just I need to get my thoughts together because I just can't. I thought it was really stereotypical, and I can tell you in the end, it's also stereotypical with any girl that has powers. <laughs> I almost feel like she was actually more atypical okay because it's typically so normal ya fantasy sci-fi whatever has two female leads that are common there's the one like katniss everdeen everdeen who is tough from the start gets traumatized to shit is still pretty tough but absolutely shattered inside but she is fighting for what's right and then there's more of the oh who can i think of like i guess the tris prior where she's has a fire but basically no tools no Mm -hmm. skills nothing like that she's kind of she's kind of weak and like wimpy when she starts but she grows to become powerful Mm -hmm. alina is neither of those things she has all the tools to be powerful she has all the trauma to use that power in kind of whatever way she wants to she can be as amoral as possible and she's like but the darkling looked at me twice and it's like what and i fully thought when she was doing the training that it was like okay she's finally able to summon the powers which i liked that it didn't instantly work it took time yeah she works at you know her fighting at summoning the powers and then it's still kind of like what the darkling and i'm like where's the backbone where is it just even just a toothpick of a spine where is it which is just like, even if we're talking about going back to Children Blood of Bone, we have Zele, who is more the Katniss, Ever- Katniss Everdeen. She's ready to fight, ready to go. We have the Amari, who is super weak, but in the end, is really strong. Yeah. They are two of those female leads in the same book, and it proves that they can coexist. Alina is just like, yeah, yes, yes, see all of these, these structures, and I'm going to go over here and cry. Yeah. It's like, okay... Where is the development? Where is the you becoming a lead? Because right now you're just a female. Yeah. But why do you say, um, going back to what you said, why do you say she's typical? 
know if typical is the right word. I just felt like she kind of basic. Like you said, she was just. I don't know if you put the characters side by side without a name i probably would think she's the same character as like something from another ya that's lesser known and the character has all the tools but no means and <laughs> no motivation you know who she reminds me of hmm. elaine yeah she elaine more powerful so than elaine <laughs> from we're referring to actar but and the thing is, Alina's super powerful. You don't see it in the first book, but like in the se- uh, the second and third book, bitch can like cut a mountain in half. Yeah. Well, she does the one, the thing and cuts someone in half, the thing, or the sail in half. Yeah. The cut, the cut is what it's called. The cut, yeah. And she does it with like basically not enough training to actually be able to do it, but she does it. And it's like, okay, you're super powerful. Why are you the wilting flower in the corner? Like, well, like in the second book, second or third book, Bagra teaches her how to do the cut. She cuts a mountain in half. Yeah. So it's like you have all of the power that you could ever want. But you just simply are not doing it correctly. And I don't, I, I haven't read the second and the third. And I, based on this one, don't think it's going to happen. But I would love to see how her childhood at the orphanage informs her desperate need for validation. Because that's what most of this is she needs to now feel. validating her and then second now is gone yeah so it's like come on girl gotta and look for you zoya i don't even know what to say she's definitely that mean bitch in the first book but then you know she gets the power trip and it's better yeah zoya gets better she has character development i will say that in the okay. second third and king of scars in the rule of wolves book i will say that because a lot of shit goes down in the six of crow series and blah 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 uh but it does zoya gets better yeah i guess my my interest with her because it's kind of funny when she gets her shit checked uh in the first book because she's just being malicious for no reason yeah her fixation on the darkling i can't wrap my head around like i understand it's a he has an allure that pulls a lot of people, the pull of the darkness or whatever. But she's like obsessive. Yeah. Because it's not like where everyone else is like, oh, the dark moon looked at me. I'm gonna I'm just gonna pass out. She's like, stay away from him. He's mine, even though he's never looked at me before. It's like, girl, sweetie, this ain't cute. And why? Why is this happening? Yeah. And again, I feel like that's another where the plot overtook the need for character development because lena needed a mean girl because it's a ya book you know what i mean yeah there's always a mean girl in the ya there always is but zoya definitely gets better i I, it's probably just a power uh a power um what's the word i'm like like attraction like ooh, the dark everyone's got to get it eventually right (laughs) And then Zoya got attached because that's what happens when you hook up with people. <laughs> as tough as she is, and she's walking around here, her lo- her lower lip quivering. Like, yeah. Okay, but like, ma'am, I mean, you know, be you, express your emotions, but don't take that shit out on other people. Lower, it's a lower lip too, not even upwards. The whole. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of relationships, though, let's touch a little bit on David and Genya because they were 
one of the actually I think they were the only relationship I saw in there that I was like okay this feels a little more natural regardless of how you feel about the characters themselves their relationship feels the most natural to me yeah mostly because she's super pretty and she falls for a super dorky guy who basically pays her no mind yeah if that ain't real life I don't know what is yeah (laughs) um and David is like like Genya he's at the top of what he can do she's the best at you know I don't even know if they really say that there's anyone else who can do what she does but she's the best at changing appearances and shaping in that way David is the best at creating the door just opened uh creating things and they're both tools of the darkling so it kind of makes sense that they would be kind of forced into association I don't want to say anything about this couple oh god (laughs) um I'm just leaving it there it's not anything bad about the couple they're so um but to save yourself oh okay (laughs) all right well let's uh, let's go on to the next point then (laughs) They're super cute, though. It's definitely the simp energy, like you and your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> just kisses the feet you want. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You mean the ground? Yeah, there it is. Kisses <laughs> the feet you walk on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the king and queen were disgusting. And oh, that yeah. stupid-ass little, like, advisor, I swear to God, it reminded me of Gala. <laughs> okay. So I love, I hate all of them, but I love the scene where the queen's like, oh, I'm just too sick to go to the ball. And Genya was like, yeah, give her a couple hours. She just needs some people fawning and worrying and then she'll get up and go. And I'm like, well, God damn, if you weren't just calling her out full chest, like Jesus. Literally. Um, but no, the apparat, oh my God, he- Creepy. Gave, he gave me Rasputin vibes the entire time. And I'm sure that that's who he's based off of because this is supposed to be like Russian- um, I think of uh, Rasputin in um, Anastasia. Yeah, Anastasia, like <laughs> the green eyes and just the creepiest looking guy, and also how he keeps appearing. And Alina's like, "Hey, yeah, I'm not feeling all these vibes. Can you just not?" And he's like, "Well, I could, but um, hello." <laughs> Swear to God, like when he corners her in the infirmary, in and she's library, like, "Yeah." When she does the book, yeah. Yeah, every time he corners her, she's like, I gotta go. I gotta leave right now. And she's smart for that. Yeah. I'm saying he he basically, in the end of this first book, ends up in the same position the king was in. Except instead of having the power, he's to, he's like um, at the mercy of the Darkling. Mm-hmm. Which is probably not what he saw for himself, because it was very clear that he was vying for the king's power. But oh, like, yeah. I don't know that he was vying to be the Darkling's bitch, basically. That's literally what happened, though. Yeah, which for him to expect anything different is kind of surprising to me, but I guess <laughs> men in power or men with power don't really think too hard about how they keep their power. So Don't get me started on men in power. I've been posting the senator's addresses and <laughs> I've been sharing that with Select people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I'll say. 
Although I have been driving around town <laughs> with a sign on my car, big old sign. Mm-hmm. There's no uterus, no opinion. Disrespectfully, fuck off. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> See, like that's the energy Alina needs to have. That's yeah. the energy. <laughs> I've been driving around. I even put a heart on it. <laughs> Disrespectfully, fuck off. <laughs> my mom saw it when I picked the cat up, and she's like, "That's right." Hey, that's the child she raised. She's not surprised. Like, that's my girl. <laughs> I saw her post. Uh, this is just us having a conversation now, but the one that was like having a religion is like having a penis. It's great to have one. You can be proud of it too, but don't go whipping it out and trying to shove it down other people's throats. Yeah, that's my mom. I busted out laughing. That's my mom. This shit she posed. <laughs> All right, let's let's we can yeah, talk about this later, but yeah. let's get a rating on the book. I haven't read it in a while, but I'll give it a three. I will give it a three as well. The TV show is a four and a half out of five. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I think my biggest issue with this was just like, it has a three because the plot is well thought out. Like everything that happens in its own way makes sense. Yeah. But it loses a point for the characters and it loses a point the relationships are included in the characters but because yeah. this book feels like you know like how there's trilogies and the first one's really good the second one is like absolutely a bridge book to the third one yeah the first book of the series feels like the bridge to the second one and i haven't read the second one so i don't know if that's accurate but it just feels yeah. like it's there for filler i feel like you should and this is up to you because i'm not going to shove it down your throat um, I think you should read the second one because in the beginning a character is introduced and I think you would really like this character. <laughs> yeah, we actually have the second one on the list to read, so. Okay, his name's Nick. Be... I think you're gonna like him. I have heard from, I think when you're watching the show, I've heard the name. I have done pretty good about not uh, getting any spoilers or anything, so. That's pretty good. But yeah, I'll give it a three out of five. I just, I've read better yeah it had potential yeah um and it didn't necessarily fail but it didn't necessarily succeed yeah it was just there (laughs) yeah basically there it it got a tv show it got what it wanted it was there enough that it got a show it got a show with barnes that's enough right i mean it got a netflix show so yeah so yeah i'll give it a three it was a good book yeah Next week, we're going to be reading Seven Dirty Secrets by Natalie Richards. I actually really like this book. It was a short read, but it was very fast-paced, and I read it an hour and a half. It was good. Yeah, I started it. I haven't finished it, though. It was, it so far has started out for, kind of slow for me, but I'm excited to see where it goes, so. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, we All will right. talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.